This week's episode of Tea with Queen and Jay podcast is sponsored by the book, Layla's Happiness, a children's book by author Mariah Hadessa Akari Tally, illustrated by Ashley Corinne. Layla's Happiness is the book Tally couldn't find to share with her first two daughters when they were young. She found many wonderful books, some with brown-skinned children, but not a single one about a brown-skinned child who was just growing up as so many children do, active, daydreaming, well-loved, and happy. She wanted to write about a child emotionally nourished enough to be trying out her wings on currents of lightness, air, and happiness. A sweet and lively portrait of a contemporary city kid, Layla's Happiness invites all readers into the story to identify, grow familiar, and consider what happiness is for themselves. Layla shares her feelings, wanting to listen, to hear back from all the other children reading her story, and to open a conversation about happiness itself, what it feels like, when you know it, and what it is to say it. Pick up Layla's Happiness on Amazon, at Barnes & Nobles, and other places that children's books are sold. And explore what happiness means to you. This week on Tea with Queen and Jay, Ivy Park and the Business of Exclusion, a black hair journey to baldness, homelessness in a city full of empty homes, make that make sense, and bisexuality and why the straight monogs must be stopped. It's Tea with Queen and Jay, people. Drink up. Oh my God, we're recording. I know. In like a whole studio. Yes, we are. And what is this wig crucifix? Studios. Yes, we yes. are. We are. Cheers to Sam. Yes. Who is allowing us to record here. Yep. Thank you, Samula. We needed it. Thank you. We needed it. We did. Um, how you doing? I'm good. How you doing, Jerry? I'm good. It's sunny in this studio. It's sunny. I like that. I am it's ovulating. Cool. It's, it's dark me in my apartment. Uncomfortable. Okay. But I just had to say. Did it. you take anything? Nah. Okay. Well, I don't want to hear about your uh, <laughs> your ovaries, <laughs> your ovule, or your period for the rest of this podcast. Suck it's it not up. Period. I know we're women is race nerds. Just ovulating. But gross. I'm <laughs> oh, just kidding. Welcome to Tea with Queen and Jay. We, we are, are two women is race nerds talking shit over tea, dismantling white supremacist patriarchal capitalism one episode at a time. I'm Queen. I'm Jay. And, and this is Tea with Queen and Jay. And right yes guess who's the back in the motherfucking house oh yeah you know i wanted to be a, a hip-hop star back in the day okay i feel like you still want to do that a but... dj or ad lib girl i don't really want to rap <laughs> that's fair if you would like to follow the conversation being had on this hair podcast, podcast you can do so by using our hashtag hashtag tea with qj we love when you use it on all the social meds we like that shit um we treat it and all of that and then you can find other people that listen to tea with queen and jay as well you already got something in common and shit yeah. um we also like for you to use the hashtag pod in and that is a now listen hashtag that allows other people on the hashtag to find tea with queen and jay that's right mm-hmm. we like to start our podcast off with libations queen can you tell the people what libations are libations are when we pour some for the homies the ancestors the people places and things that give us black ass joy those are our libations so let's start with you jay what yes. are your libations my libations so i had the honor and the pleasure of being at black comic book fest this oh, weekend she's so humble honored it was it was at the schomburg it was mm-hmm. super exciting did you know that the schomburg was named after a black puerto rican yes i didn't know that oh. <laughs> 
<laughs> I just, Art, I just, Arturo Schomburg. Yes, yep. I was just like black men, uh, like not even thinking about right, like the nationality. Okay, right, go right, ahead, right. go ahead. Yeah, go. no, I knew that, and actually, a lot of our like like people who come up during Black History Month and like a lot of our common Black American heroes, yeah. are from different parts of the diaspora. But yeah, it was, it's, I mean, it's not to the benefit of um, white supremacy to tell us like what their lineage is, yeah, or where they're or any from. of that. So it's also it's not uncommon. People like to think it's like it's uncommon for niggas to be from Latin America or a Caribbean island or like yeah. whatever. Like that's it's, like it's very common. It's like weird, we've, we've been melting together. We've been yeah. doing this. But it's know? weird though, because like I'm about to go on a tangent. Go, go ahead. ahead. No, it's, okay. no, it's weird because like Roberto Clemente, mm-hmm. he's a black um, Puerto Rican baseball player. Right. But I think because baseball, it was like you knew he was like Latinx. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's just like weird when they decide to like oh, decide who gets who to be gets, black and who, who gets, gets to, to be Latinx yeah. and which one matters more. Exactly. And shit like that. Yeah. Interesting. You ain't love. So I was at a uh, Black Comic Book Fest. It was super dope. For those of you who don't know, that is a uh, like a I guess it's a smaller con, but it's huge. It's huge. Thousands of Motherfuckers people come through. Motherfuckers be flying out it's for packed. that shit. Yeah, it, it's a very big deal. It goes down in Har in, in Harlem at the Schomburg Center, and uh, a lot of Black comic book creators come through. Writers, people come through in their cosplay. I usually go in cosplay. I didn't cosplay this year, but like that's a big deal. It's just a really comfortable awesome festival and i love going every year Dope. this year last year i was on a panel this year i moderated a panel moderation yes i moderated the strong female leads panel which was about strong female characters in comics and um other young adult literature and that was with sociologist dr eve l ewing who's kind of a fucking big deal mm-hmm. i don't like i don't get very you know we don't care about academia here. That's like one of our the tenets of the podcast. <laughs> like we don't we we you know we, we scoff at your degree. Um, but she has she's done she's a sociologist. She's done a lot of shit with her degrees. She's like uh-huh. doing things with them. You know what Not I'm saying? Not just writing about it, but doing right. Like, yeah, work. she writes about that shit. She does art around it. She'll do uh-huh. poems and different things surrounding like the shit that she has researched and learned. She's like a, she's a creative, I would say. Yeah, who is a sociologist and also she. She, um, I know her through writing Ironheart, uh, the comic book, mm-hmm. which is a character kind of based in the Iron Man universe, based off of Iron Man or whatever. But Riri, Riri Williams is a black girl from Chicago, and she has been writing that character and is now working on a bunch of different Marvel comics. So anyway, so she was super dope. She was on the panel. And then writer and founder of We Need Diverse Books, Danielle Clayton, was on the panel, along with comic book creators Vita Ayala, Shauna J. Grant, and Greg Burnham. So it was fucking dope and i was just honored to be able to do that every time i get to like host one of these panels i'm like why are they letting me do this do they like every time and i'm like because you that bitch right. and no, it was it was fucking dope i'll be having to remind it was, you no i'm very good at it i'm you not that, like but you that bitch. I'm, that, I'm that bitch you it's that not bitch. like you know how some people you just need a host for something so you'd be like hey you come host this mm-hmm. that's not what i do i'm not like uh that's not what come i would hope this. that moderators come don't this. come just thinking no here. but there are people Hosting. who do that there are people who are like just Who's like from new york in the crowd <laughs> like hope you know <laughs> i did say what's up Harlem, but no there are people who's like their job is to like be the ringmaster you know what i'm saying they're they're good at presenting shit they're good at talking to people and so they she just you said know, the shit that she's good at but okay go ahead no, no, no i'm good at that stuff too but then that's it like there are people who that's all that they do uh-huh. like they don't know who they're talking to they haven't researched the the fucking context of what oh, the panelists that sounds like they're not good. like that well you know 
that's a different story. <laughs> anyway, I say all that to say I'm a big deal, and it's important that I say that exactly. because I be doubting myself. Black so. women stop being humble, yo. There's that, yo. Yeah. So libations to Black Comic Book Fest, libations to the Schomburg. Thank you all for inviting me to do that, and libations to all my panelists, yo. So, what are you libating this week? What do you? What do I libating? You see, saying? I talk like that. <laughs> Is that what I said? I saw I was half burping. What are you libating this week, Queen? Okay, so I am libating myself actually because I turned off all of my social media notifi- notifications on my phone, and mm-hmm. I also put all of my social media notifi- all of my social medias in one folder in my mm-hmm. phone and made it like something that I have to like really go through to get to. Okay, because I just realized I was just on social media way too much mm-hmm. and it was taking up too much of my time mm-hmm. and. I was prioritizing social media in ways that I don't need to fucking prioritize. I don't care if you reply to my tweet. I don't right. care if you like my picture. I do care, but I don't have to care in the instant and in the moment. Mm. So I'll get to it when I get to it. And oh it God. feels good. I have like bad like time. Mm. I finished the book. Wow. <laughs> like So mm. it feels good to kind of like create this kind of boundary. I realized one day that I was having anxiety because of Twitter because I'm mm-hmm. a Twitter addict. Mm-hmm. So I had realized one day that I was having anxiety. I think I was texting you like, everyone needs to shut up. And I'm like, I can just put this shit fucking down. Like, right. what, why am I bugging out over here? Um, so yeah, it feels good. Like My Cheers mental health feels a little better. Mm-hmm. I also muted and blocked mad people. Mm-hmm. So when I am on, it's like no one's retweeting some foolishness into mm-hmm. my timeline. I'm not seeing a stupid story. Right. It's just I like it. Do you use blockchain yet? I don't know. I hear about that. I don't know what that is. Yeah, I think I'm 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 thinking about it. It sounds sexy. I don't understand. I think you block you can block not only like Charlotte Chu or Charlemagne or oh, whatever y'all call him. Right. So but you could block him and then you could block everybody who follows him or like everybody oh. who's having a conversation with him or like anybody who like looked at him funny or thinks about them in a dream. I think that's a bit much. Hey. Yeah. I think that's what's next for me. Because I feel like there's dualities. That's cool. But so I don't know. But I'm good. Oh, when I see stuff, I just, I just see, when I see stuff, I block it mm-hmm. as I go. Or you know what? Maybe blockchains are why I'm randomly blocked. I yeah, have so no, many people who I have blocked so. me and I'm like, who the fuck is you? Right, 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 right. What the fuck? Okay, I think so. so. That makes sense. Yeah, because there, there are people, I'm like, I don't even really use, I, mean, I didn't I even earn here, this. I, didn't, I like to earn here. my block. I did not earn this. You know, I like to be a villain in people's Well, Twitter, congratulations, Twitter yo. I think that's a good libation. I think that's that's dope. Like, yeah, I think feels good. people assume that intelligent people are not addicted to social media, but um, we are, yo. Yeah. We'll be on there. Oh, I'm intelligent. I'm joking. I know I am. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Queen, can you tell people how and why to donate to Tea with Queen and J podcast? Yeah, so you donate to Tea with Queen and J to help sustain this podcast, progress this podcast, and keep the lights on for this motherfucking podcast. podcast. Um, you can donate by going to our website, teawithqueenandj.com. And if you slide down on our homepage, there is where we have two options. Two. Our first option is our PayPal option, and that is when you can put however much you want in a pot whenever you want. No commitment there. And our second option is our Patreon option. There's where we ask for a little bit more commitment. We are just asking for $2 a month. $2. You can give more or less. That is up to you. But you give two dollars a month, and um, yeah, those are the ways that you could donate to Tea with Queen and Jay monetarily. Other ways that you could donate to Tea with Queen and Jay that don't cost you a dime, not a red cent, not one red cent. All right, is by subscribing to this podcast. If you're listening to this podcast, whatever app you're listening on, subscribe. Make it so we just pop up in your feed, and then we're there every week. Also. 
by rating and reviewing this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, CastBox, um, Google Play, wherever you listen to us, rate us, review us, do all of that shit. Share this podcast. If one person shares this podcast with two friends, do you know how much that would increase people listening to this shit? Mm-hmm. That'll be popping. Mm-hmm. So, you tell a friend, they tell a friend, this one tell a friend, that yo, one tell a friend. Next thing you know, we took over the world. Hello. Shit, not really. We're not um, conquerors. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> so yes, do that. Teach someone how to listen to a podcast. Yes. Listen to a podcast. I was going through something yesterday and about 51% of people in the U.S. still don't know what a podcast is. Or mm-hmm. know, you know, So that's like right. mad people. Yep. Yo, so do that and um yeah tag us in them posts write about us and yeah so those are the non-monetary non-monetary ways that you could help contribute <laughs> <laughs> are you okay i'm i got kind of pain <laughs> oh my goodness oh you're over pain yeah. all right oh. okay um Take your time, so those baby. are the ways that- <laughs> <laughs> those are the ways that you can non-monetarily contribute and help all Team right Queen and that's fantastic if you would like to sponsor tea with queen and j podcast if you'd like to advertise with us if you'd like to hear your ad on tea with queen and j email us at tea with queen and j at gmail.com if you'd like to hire us to speak at your school or organization about white supremacist patriarchal capitalism womanism black feminism black hair or some shit you've heard us discuss on the podcast or if you'd like us to do a live show or consult you or your team send us your t-mail at twithqueenandj at gmail.com if you'd like to support us individually we've included our amazon links in the show notes i just added an ipad to uh my amazon wish list because um i felt like like it i did i was moderating that moderating that panel with my laptop sitting in my lap and i was like there's there's a better life somewhere and it involves an ipad so Yeah, if you want to get me an iPad. So we have some donation libations. Several people hit us up on the PayPal this week. Mm-hmm. We got a donation from Karima. Thank you so much. And Karima says, appreciate y'all. Thank you, Karima. We appreciate you too. That's right. We got an anonymous donation and they say libations to you. Thank you for all you do. Anonymous Philly-based donor. Thank you, Philly. We appreciate you. And then we got some Patreon donation. Mm-hmm. Stephanie is a new subscriber to the Patreon. Thank you so much. We appreciate you. Didi, I actually ran into Didi at Black Comic Book Fest. Didi says, Hi, Jay. So nice to meet you at yesterday's Comic-Con. Thanks again for giving voice to the notion that Harriet, the film, was the victim of purposeful disinformation and for highlighting the issues surrounding Queen and Slim and for doing all that you do with Tea with Queen and Jay podcast. Happy to support you guys. Didi, a.k.a. Delia in real life. Thank you so much, Didi. Thanks, Didi. We appreciate you, and it was a pleasure meeting you as well. Didi, I ran into a lot Didi's of people. Didi's are the always in the fight, and they always help the fight. They're down. They're down always to ride. Didi. They're down to ride. It's always a Didi. Yeah, libations to everybody I ran into at the festival. Um, we also got a, another patron. Kai says, uh, "For two of my faves from the Bronx that are out here doing it for the truly unseen and unheard." I've learned so much from you both over the last two years and appreciate the work you do. Much love from an asexual from Detroit. Thanks, Kai. 
Kai, we appreciate you. Thank you so much. And thanks to all of our patrons. Patrons. Via Patreon. Yes. And everybody who broke us off on the PayPal. We will be able to buy snacks mm -hmm. and do all the events that we have coming up this year, yo. Word. That's what Word. this shit is for. That's how we were able to be in the studio today. Hello. Otherwise, you wouldn't have had a show. You would not have had a show, yo. <laughs> when, when we don't get donations, it's hard to do the show. <laughs> Just, uh, you know. Just putting up. it out there. Just putting it out there. All right. Uh, what kind of tea are you drinking today? Are you ready to get into the show? Oh, yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> Obviously. It's only been one week off. I'm confused. <laughs> I'm in a different borough. I'm in Queens of all places. You know how I feel about Queens, okay? I'm in Queens. I'm in a different room. There's sunlight in here. There's no light in my apartment. I'm not used to this. I'm I'm confused. Okay. Yes. Uh, you want to get into the show? Yes, I do. <laughs> Queen, what kind of tea are you drinking? Um, I am drinking black tea. Okay. Delish. 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 I am drinking that um bodega honey ginger tea. Um which in is a delicious. miniature cup that you in have? a miniature cup, which I blame on gentrification. So everybody knows the sizes of tea in the bodega. It's this small, medium, large. You generally know what that shit looks like. And my cup is like the size of an espresso cup. <laughs> so when I ask for one sugar, it's super duper potent, and I'm gonna get the beaties. And it's not right. You want to get the what? The beaties. The sugars. Oh, the sugars. Diabetes. I was like, you want to get the beaties? Well, I'm not. But I'm, In my mind, I turn sexual. I don't know why. Okay. <laughs> um, what are your pronouns? <laughs> she. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, my pronouns are she and her. What are your okay. pronouns, Jay? She, her, they, them. And Queen, what do you affirm for yourself this week before so, we get started? I affirm that I'm a bad bitch. I affirm that I am enough. I affirm enough. that I will be self-employed and financially wealthy without trauma. Mm -hmm. Keyword, without trauma. No more trauma. I just thought of Mary J. Blige. I also affirm that I am well-rested. My hair and fashions are popping my body and mind are healthy and that i will always and forever stunt on these hoes because you know and i want y'all to know that hoes is for everybody it's yes. not a gender term it's gender neutral all you hoes mm -hmm. and um that i will find a healthy sex buddy that will add to my sexual pleasure Ow. had a really weird sex conversation the other day mm -hmm. don't know why that man thought that okay. um <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, the answer is in the sentence. You said man, so. You know, <laughs> You're right. But don't. Um, I also affirm that I will have a fruitful and abundant 2020. Yes. Sky's the limit, yo. Okay. I like that. I support yeah. that. Jay, what do you affirm for yourself? Uh, I affirm a life of abundance, health, wealth, and financial stability. I affirm sensuality and baddiness. I affirm that I am not a lady. Please do not call me that. I affirm that I'm enough. My apartment is paid for. My rent is paid. I'm self-employed. I'm paid. Opportunities are fruitful and bountiful without trauma. I don't underquote or undersell myself. I get my rate. I affirm also a brand new MacBook Pro with all the toppings. And I affirm that I am healthy. Okay. Healthy, healthy, healthy. Yes. Yes. Okay, thanks. So, Jay. Yo. You know what dropped? Over yes, the weekend. I do know what dropped. It was a big deal. Mm -hmm. Beyonce's Ivy Park by Adidas dropped. The sneakers, the gear, yeah. the excitement, yes. the drama, the free gifts that she sent to her friends, Are the Instagram her friends? moments. 
I don't know. <laughs> no, Janelle Monet is her friend. Okay. Do you think Reese Witherspoon is her friend? I don't know. You can't call it with the rich. You really can. You think? Um, I can't remember her name. The oh. one from Blackish is her friend. From Blackish? Who, Tracy Ellis Ross? No, niece. Oh. Um, Nas's um cousin. Yeah, she's friends with everybody. Mm. You see, y'all see how I believe celebrity Yeah, night, right? I was like, <laughs> 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 okay. Knowing somebody and friends is oh, different. Oh, boy. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but anyway, so yeah, the the frenzy happened. I don't like frenzy. Frenzy makes me uncomfortable. Right. So I was staying away from it. I didn't stand online for sneakers, which I don't. I don't think that's a problem. I'm still online for Jordans as a kid, mm-hmm. but not standing online for that. I wasn't rushing to my computer to buy it and all of that shit. And I knew it was going to sell out. Like, right. there was an app that you could like download. I don't and, like, care. Do a whole thing. Yeah, that sounds right. like frenzy. Yeah, I don't. I don't <laughs> like that. I just don't like extra work. stuff. If I have to, the standing online feels like work. The downloading the app and waiting and scheduling and t- all of that shit feels yeah, like I a don't, lot of work. I don't, it feels, sounds, feels like capitalism to me. Yeah. <laughs> like it's too much That's like, what it is. like a breadline. I don't know. Mm. It's just, mm-hmm. I, it just makes me uncomfortable. Right. Um, I think when I was younger, I was cool with it because it was like a group of my friends. I mean, you know, yeah, like it's, it's different an, like it's that. It's an event. If you have a bunch of friends, you can go and do that and y'all Ain't none have of my other friends, stuff to yeah, do. Yeah, like all my, none of my friends are doing yeah. that now. We all old no. and like, got shit to do I don't, yeah it wasn't like, nobody was like <laughs> not, no not not excited doing about any it. Of but that if shit. i could get my shit sent to me in a case like how beyonce was sending them to exactly people, that i would take that would have taken i would delight the thing that. is that where i live the delivery system is kind of strange because i live in a you hood. would never get your package so someone would have stole it definitely they would have stole it um the fedex guy would have delivered it to the wrong house like mm. that remember that time they lost my desk yeah you know so yeah. i probably would have sent it to your house or send it to my job mm-hmm. <laughs> something mm-hmm. that makes sense because yeah but anyway mm-hmm. so like you said ivy park by adidas dropped over the weekend and i thought it was cute the rollout that she did sending in packages to people and all of that stuff i thought it was cute a great way to advertise mm-hmm. and all of that stuff but then at some point i started to think wait a minute like why she ain't send something to Lizzo? Okay. And then I'm like, why she ain't send something to like Gabrielle Sidibe mm. or like um Tokyo Vanity, like, you know, these big big girls, big girls who are black and who fucking, you know, love Beyonce. Right. And who are like have social media followings and all of this stuff. Like these people are stars. Mm-hmm. I'm like, why she ain't get none? So I used that to ask a question on Twitter. And that's when I found out that she don't, the sizes don't even go past extra large. Wow. So it's not size inclusive at all? I thought that they said the sizes went up to 22. There's Yeah, somebody said that they went up to 22. Whoever somebody is is a goddamn lie. Okay. Well, maybe you know how they have some things that run with the letter sizes and some things that run with number sizes? No. No. Okay. <laughs> I know you love Beyonce. Never mind. No, no, no. no. I just thought that that's what I had heard when people were talking about it on social. No. It have to be larger sizes of XL. Someone said that there's a rumor that there's like a uh, two XL floating around. Whoa, <laughs> two XL floating around. Floating okay. around. Um, the ethos or whatever. So I'm just like kind of just dis- not even kind of disappointed, but just very disappointed because it's yeah. like you're counting out a whole market of people consumers Mm -hmm. fans and it's just like why like Mm -hmm. for what and then like since lately beyonce has been kind of using this kind of i'm inclusive kind of deal so like when you see on on but beachella 
that she has like dancers of different body types and like you know like all of this stuff but that's not being present in what she did with this line and then this was your second time releasing an Ivy mm-hmm. Park line when you did it with Top Shot you did the same shit years ago and you had the same black lash years ago so like why didn't you change it all these years later when you re-release Ivy Park that makes no sense to me and then I started seeing a conversation from people who were like well um they want to drop this maybe she wants to drop this first just to see how it sells and then <laughs> and then you see Janice's face and then <laughs> that just feels like a re- Sam's face too. <laughs> that just sounds like and see I mean, how it sells cause you can explain and anything then, any marginalization and then she's gonna release like the other cause you gotta this is business oh, and you gotta to see how it sells first you can't just be putting stuff out blah, 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 blah. and i'm like that's fucking bullshit yeah. if the all it took me was one google to see that the plus size market is a 20 million dollar market mm-hmm. billion yes thank mm-hmm. you billion dollar market and um that sounds like a space that if you are into beyonce capitalism right. that you was fucking tap into mm-hmm. like what the fuck do you mean like you think they're not gonna you think there aren't plus size women big girls who don't want to wear ivy park shit mm-hmm. that don't make no sense right so i shut that person down because i'm like that don't even make you know sense what? i feel like the answer to like marginalizing people is always this is business and like, shouldn't that be a problem? <laughs> yeah, like the way that shouldn't be business. That shouldn't be business. And it annoyed me to see a lot of black women who always talk about how um, people say black people aren't marketable or women, black women aren't marketable, and all right. of these things, and be upset about that. But in the same breath, be like, well, you know, maybe they had to see if the market was there, right, right. and da 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 da. Like, mm-hmm. how do you understand that when it's well, we know how they understand because that's privilege and that's how privilege mm-hmm. work. But like. What the fuck? They can't have some fucking tracksuits? And then Adidas actually has plus size clothing on its own as Adidas. Mm. Like I did my Googles last night just to make sure. Like, do they even have plus sizes in general? Plus size workout clothes? and Yes, they do. Mm -hmm. They have plus size athletic clothing. Mm. So Beyonce Cardinals. Interesting. You know, we need you to lean in. And mm. fix that shit. Because that's fucking wrong. Yeah, it's whack. It's whack. And then remember. Remember what? Remember when we heard about this collaboration with Adidas mm-hmm. and Ivy Park. Mm-hmm. And how it was like she was at Reebok. And Wh- then she was like. A, an Adidas company. Bro. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, this is why this is bullshit. Mm-hmm. And she was at Reebok. She was like, no one in this room looks like me. Mm-hmm. So I'm not doing business here. I don't know if that's how she talks. Her voice is actually deeper. She walked across the hall. Her voice is deeper. Mm -hmm. Yeah, actually, I like. Yeah, that's what happened. Because Adidas one flight up (laughs) 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 went to Adidas. So like, people are people are using the argument, not the argument, but people are ups are who are people who don't agree with what's happening with non-plus sizes happening for Ivy Park Mm. are saying like, but she uses, she says she's inclusive. She uses this thing. She, that's kind of what she has marketed herself to be. Mm -hmm. But the jig is, like Janicia said, Reebok is Adidas. Yeah. So... This is all fake. The lie detector test determined that's a lie. Everything is fake. None of this is real. None of it. And we love Beyonce here, so this is not that kind of party. But like... It's the Matrix. It is. It's the Matrix. It is. None of this is real. None of it. And 
Yeah, I don't know. That's interesting. That's an interesting blind spot to have at this stage. At especially, this stage, like, especially when you did this before. And you people did this before, you. but like also like post Rihanna, like everybody is kind of looking at each other. You like, yeah, it's just weird. Yeah. It's just weird. I don't know. It's just weird not to make that a priority. Yeah, you know? especially especially like when you bring up Rihanna, like look like seeing your peers trying to be more inclusive. Like if you think about, um, I'm thinking 15 makeup because them bras, the Rihanna, those bras don't even fit me, so I don't know how inclusive that is. But oh, you tried it? I she they don't have my size. Really? No. Oh, right. Um. Sorry. Never mind. So, talking about makeup. Okay. Um. <laughs> so you know how like the way that Rihanna was like okay i'm gonna show all these colors and mm-hmm. that forced the industry to change right. and that forced people to fucking go in the back mm-hmm. <laughs> and look for the darkest of darkest shade yeah. and now you have maybe more shades mm-hmm. of black i don't know if it's enough for everyone right. yet still mac always but have it, them they just never told anybody yeah, exactly no that's right. what all those mocha li- makeup lines did it was like oh mm-hmm. we always had it we just had to order it online mm-hmm. blah, blah 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 and all of the stuff you did to make it accessible go down the block around the corner <laughs> you're gonna see a man when you get to the man Pat him on the head, shake his hand, bump his fist yeah, twice. Basically, you're gonna go up the hill. All of that shit. And then there you'll and, find and there you'll find the brown shade. Br- yeah. Two brown shades. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. so so that's how the conversation should do. Oh, we always had that. Oh, we always so if you did, why weren't you selling it? Why weren't you marketing it? Right. Why weren't you making it appease your a fucking population of people who could have been buying that shit and mm-hmm. you didn't like start to say it out loud until Rihanna was like ah look what I could do bitches yeah. you know so it's like this is also an opportunity for Beyonce to change the conversation mm-hmm. and force other brands to do these other things Beyonce is a fucking powerhouse right and this is an opportunity for her to do that and for her not to, like, in this moment. And people are saying, well, she might release stuff later. It's not going to have the same impact. Right. You should have just released it with this shit. And then I think that there's a conversation to be had about, like, who gets shit now and who gets shit later. Exactly. Like, there's, a, there's marginalization in saying, okay, well, your dollar is not important right now. Right so now. So maybe later. We'll do stuff for you later. Let's see what the standard Wait size later. bitches do. Yeah, let's. We're prioritizing these people in their business, and they matter more. So, yep. we'll, after we take care of that, then we'll get to you. Exactly. If, if it works out with them, then we'll get to you. And like, how does a standard size bitch as equate? Like, how do I? How does a standard ass person decide? Okay, the market is good for a person who is in the plus side market. You mm, know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. because you make the sales with me, that means that you might make this. That right. we're we are probably a complete different market like mm-hmm. how does that even make sense right, i right, don't right. get it yeah and when i say standard i mean by you know the white supremacist patriarchal capitalist standard but yeah like how does how does the dollar mm-hmm. of what you call the standardized standard size person determining how much money the plus size market was spent mm-hmm. that don't even make sense what is wrong with y'all a lot what's wrong with y'all doesn't make sense um and i want people to just chuck their privilege and get that shit together like Beyonce, make clothes for everyone. Everyone else, shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Like, just it's not hard, especially if you are of the size who could purchase her stuff. Just mm-hmm. shut up. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no need for you to talk, you know, at all. I support that. I understand that. Okay. So, yeah. I still want them sneakers, though. <laughs> <laughs> 
I do. Okay, I know somebody who could get them for you. Still want them sneakers? Okay, they look real comfortable. I don't know the tracky looking ones, not Uh those other ones. Yeah, I think I got so I really don't like frenzy. I think I was so turned off by frenzy. I was just like, I don't. I'm good on this. Yeah, I'm like, "Mm." I was online looking for um, Fenty sneakers (laughs) because I'm a contrarian. (laughs) Yes, you are. Um, well, I have a moment in black hair. Are you ready to get into that? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. All right, Queen, can you tell the people what our moment in black hair segment is all about? So a moment in black hair is the segment where we talk about black hair. So we noticed that we were end up talking about black hair a lot because it could be political. It could also be something that we love. And y'all like to fuck with black hair a lot in good ways and bad ways. So we made it a segment. That is correct. Jay, what is your moment in black hair? So, black hair is always political. Um, This week's moment comes from Congresswoman Ayanna Pressley. Oh, it's literally political. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, in the traditional sense, right. So, Congresswoman Ayanna Pressley is a Democrat from Massachusetts who became known for wearing Senegalese twists. Y'all can Google what that is if you're not sure what it is. She became known for wearing Senegalese twists, which is noteworthy for a member of Congress where the standard for black hair in government, if you're a woman, is to be straight or if you're a man, is to have your hair like cut super duper short and low or whatever if you're a black dude. So her black girl twists were an important part of her brand and I'd call it image activism with little girls in her district wearing t-shirts that said, my congresswoman has braids. So it was people were seeing themselves in this congresswoman. Recently... Congresswoman Presley revealed she is living with alopecia and is now completely bald. She said she was first made aware of it when she was getting her hair twisted, retwisted in the fall. So that means sometime, I would say, uh, between two to five months it took for her to go bald completely. Mm -hmm. So I say that to say that it happened really fast. Alopecia... I don't know if I don't know how to pronounce the second part of it, but alopecia areata, I'm gonna say. That's how I would have pronounced it. Okay, so alopecia areata also known as spot baldness, is a condition in which hair is lost from some or all areas of the body. Often it results in a few bald spots on the scalp, each about the size of a coin. There's alopecia totalis, which involves the loss of all head hair, and alopecia universalis, which involves the loss of all hair from the head and body. What it looks like, uh, looks like she's suffering from alopecia totalis. I'm not sure. She didn't go into whether she lost all of her hair on her whole body, but she, it's definitely more than just spot baldness uh-huh. um, because she's completely bald right oh, now. Head, right? Yeah. So Presley said she spoke about losing her hair to alopecia because she feels like she owes all of those little girls an explanation. And I assume when she says that, I think because it was her brand to kind of be wearing this natural black girl hairstyle, I think kind of maybe explaining why she's not wearing wigs and things like that kind of like open the conversation right 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 Mm -hmm. um because people can assume a lot of different things when you when you're known for as a black person when you're known for doing this one thing with your hair and now all of a sudden you're either you're wearing straight wigs or you're doing you know something else Mm -hmm. it's like okay what because our hair is often so political and politicized it's like okay what are the politics behind this decision so she shared she also shared with us that her husband said she didn't need to explain and that everything doesn't have to be political Presley said, the reality is, this is a quote, the reality is that I am black, I'm a black woman, and I'm a black woman in politics, and everything I do is political. And we know that to be true for sure. Want to know what I got from that? What? Husbands are annoying. Yeah, they are. <laughs> I tried to phrase it really you know, nice. Be a supporter, but exactly. you don't got it. You, you don't owe them anything. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> what? That's not how this works, yo. 
That's not how this works. Crystal from the Reed started doing television when she started. They started doing their yeah. TV show. Um, started wearing straight weaves, and everybody yeah. was like, "Yo, what are you doing?" Yeah, because they were. it's a thing. Yeah, it matters. Yep, it matters to were. people because we are so used to being marginalized and not not being allowed to just present as ourselves. Yep. Every hair decision we make is like, "Oh, cool. Why are you doing this?" Because yep. it's always a reason behind it. It's never just like, "Well, this is who I am." Because we're never allowed to just be. Yeah, who we, we just are. had Gabrielle Union not rehired for that show right. and her America's hair was an issue yeah. her hair was an issue mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. it's not it, it makes sense for it to be political but because most black men just wear their hair short they be thinking right. it ain't nothing right. that, that we're making a big deal out of something that's, that's not, not a big deal it's like no this is kind of a big deal for example I didn't know much about this congresswoman except that yeah, I knew that she walked mm-hmm. around with her hair in a natural, like, yeah. black girl hairstyle, you know? So some stats about alopecia that I pulled from this BBC article. So alopecia affects about a third of women of African descent, according to a study published in the medical journal. That's a lot. Yeah. Well, here's the, here's the gag with that. I'm going to tell you in a second. Okay. So according to a study published in the medical journal Clinical Cosmetic and Investigational Dermatology... Another study published in the Journal of the American Academy of Dermatology last year found that African-Americans were more likely to experience alopecia than any than other ethnic groups in the U.S. So it's like genetic that we're like bullheaded scallywags. <laughs> that's actually hilarious. Uh, what it is, I, d- I was doing some other research. And that's and- why I'm not going to call people bullheaded scallywags anymore. <laughs> so, so what it is is most of us um suffer from traction alopecia which is different than what from the hair Presley pulling has. right so traction alopecia usually comes from hair pulling and it can happen around our edges yeah um so mm-hmm. like around where you're stop saying that too there you go mm-hmm. around where maybe. we're <laughs> maybe pulling our hair tight for braids or pulling our hair tight around the scalp to like go up in a ponytail yeah and, you know it can result in like swelling in those areas because for whatever like, reason that's so hard to pulled. be kept, right? In a kept and neat and all that yeah. stuff. Um, but also because doctors are unfamiliar, a lot of doctors are unfamiliar with the ways in which black people have their hair done and styled. Yeah. When we go to the doctor and we're like, "Hey, I'm losing my hair in these areas," like a lot of doctors are not informed on how we may be wearing our hair yeah. and that that could be having an effect on yeah, that alopecia. That, right. Yeah. And so a lot of us miss out on appropriate like diagnosis when it comes to mm-hmm. that hair loss and appropriate like solutions yeah. for that. So that's the thing. But that what irritates right. me a little bit about these results is that we have somebody like Presley who's come out about dealing with the type of alopecia Just that she to has. Clarity. Yep. Hers is the alopecia Hers from... is alopecia areata or like it looks I'm guessing it looks like she's dealing with either alopecia totalis where you lose all your hair uh-huh. or alopecia universalis which is you lose um, the hair all over your, your body. body got right. it okay. so not traction alopecia got it. Okay. so what's irritating me is that I've been trying to find since she's come out with this story I've been trying to find information on black people dealing with her type of alopecia and no. the focus is always just about the, the traction, traction alopecia because it's our fault because we did this to you. ourselves because we don't care that is we don't why love I was annoyed. we don't care about Thank you for being shit. into my head. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's always like, awful. Yeah. Like, yes, that's something that we deal with, and there's a lot of reasons for mm-hmm. that. And, like, okay. But also, this is a whole ass black woman who just came out with dealing with a certain type of alopecia. And I know, I actually, I know other black women in real life who have dealt with that type of yeah. alopecia. It would be nice to learn more about that. You know, that. this makes me think of my mom, because I'm sure my, my mom on her head, she still has hair, but like, after I think she said I'm one of nine uh-huh. after my youngest no the second to I don't know one of the youngest kids mm-hmm. all of my mom's like 
pubic hair fell out so mm-hmm. underarm hair like all of that's just was just gone mm-hmm. and we used to be like that's not fair you don't gotta shit like <laughs> <laughs> but there could be some kind of alopecia going on right. but because there's this black woman at the doctor like no one like even like mm-hmm. named it or called it something right. you know what i mean right. like because how right. does right. how does that just like okay we're not gonna grow mm-hmm. anymore like that mm-hmm. doesn't sound yeah. like yeah something that just happened because we had a baby right so it's weird the the alopecia areata it could be so when they talk about spot baldness um they said that the follicles could still be like alive and well so yeah. that hair could grow back it's just for whatever reason it could be stress it's an autoimmune thing it could be stress it could be some response to some other shit like yeah. it could be any number of things but it just seems like just such an ambiguous thing with not really enough information to properly diagnosed like it sounds like some shit that just happens to you yeah and yeah i don't know i think it's important to talk about that and talk about like the feelings of that i i dealt with in my early 20s i dealt with vitiligo Mm -hmm. and that shit just happened like overnight yeah like i i have vitiligo under my armpits and in the corners of my mouth and it seems like like in retrospect because we know more about vitiligo now because like we know people who actually have no pigment or like have yeah. lost most of the, or, or like have more of like a spotty face or whatever. It, I always felt bad for feeling away about losing pigmentation mm-hmm. in places where people don't really notice or don't really see. Yeah. But it was still like, no, that was like a part of my body that like I don't have anymore. That was like a part of who I was that it's not yeah. a thing anymore. And so I just I wish that we talked more about the feeling of like loss or like grieving some shit that was a part of who you are. Mm-hmm. And now today that's not a part of who you are anymore. And you have yeah. to readjust and shit like that. So I kind of was looking for more shit about people dealing with that type of loss, like the mm-hmm. type of loss that um Congresswoman Ayanna Presley is dealing with. And I think because black women's images image is so uh, just political yeah you know what i'm saying it, that's why she had to say something husband that's why she had to say something oh, so and that's a part of why i kind of would like i would kind of like to have and see more conversations about like how we deal with these things that happen to us yeah you know Word. so my mom didn't care <laughs> That's good. No, I'm just saying that's how she dealt with it. Like, oh, right. I don't gotta shave my nose. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, that's funny. There was something in the video that she did with her statement that mm-hmm. she said that I liked and really stuck out with me. So um, I'm paraphrasing, but she said something around like, "Remember the NDRE song, I am not my hair." Mm-hmm. She said, "No, I'm not my hair, but I still want it." Right. And that resonated with me a lot because it's like, yeah, like mm-hmm. I that would be a lot for me to lose my hair. And no, I know I'm not my hair, but yeah. I still want that shit. Right. I still like it. I'm still into hair, you know. And mm-hmm. I think that a lot of times that when people, when that loss happens that you spoke of, that mm-hmm. they think, well, like it doesn't, you're still the same person. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, like all that kind of language comes into play. And it's like, no, like so a part of me is like right. not here anymore. Right. And I have to deal with that. And then when it comes to hair, when I think black women are supposed to like not have a sentimental relationship with our hair. Mm-hmm. We're just supposed to, it's just supposed to be this thing that we're not right. supposed to like really care about. And it's like, why? Mm-hmm. Why is that the case? Mm-hmm. Like, why can't I like hair? Why is it superficial mm-hmm. if I like hair and right. I'm connected to hair in that way? And I don't think, I know that other races of people have whatever, but I feel like it's like a lot of scrutiny when it comes to like us and our hair mm-hmm. and our like 
care and relationship with that hair. Right. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's like, no, no, I'm not my hair, but I fucking, I like that shit. Mm-hmm. Like, what the mm-hmm. fuck? Right, right. I think that's important. And then also, I think the way that we adjust to like changes in appearance yeah. to one another mm-hmm. is also challenging. I have a friend who was dealing with alopecia and I hadn't considered alopecia as being a thing, but I would comment on her hair, not in like a any type of quote-unquote bad way uh-huh. but just like oh you're doing this with your hair now or oh you do like because that was just my home girl who yeah. i know from like since i was 17 so it's just like you know just casual shit that you don't think anything about but if i'm talking to somebody who's actually every day they're losing hair yeah. it's a big thing for me to say oh you did this with your hair are you trying this because maybe they're not trying something new there that's all they hoping. could do right yeah. so it's just a reminder to me um, and, and to all of us, hopefully, just like, shut the fuck up. You know what I'm saying? And just be more sensitive about the way that we take in one another's appearance because yeah. we we never know, like, what somebody is dealing exactly. with or what, you know, stop what they're going with or adjusting scallywags to. Yeah. Stop talking about people's edges because mm-hmm. you just never know. You never know. And now you don't got no teeth because you call someone a bullheaded scallywag and you will lose they're your going through something now. Scallywags. You're right. Yeah. That's an it's African proverb. <laughs> It really it's is. It's, it's all the way from the continent. Mm-hmm. You don't do that. Right. Just don't. Uh, last stat, about 6.8 million people in the U.S. are believed to have alopecia, according to the U.S.-based National Alopecia Areata Foundation. So, again, just stuff to think about. We appreciate uh, Congresswoman Ayanna Presley for sharing her story with us and including baldness and including that, that story in her black hair journey yeah. that she has like publicly shared with people because it's it's important. Right. You know? It is. So, and just like people saw themselves in her black girl Senegalese twist, people will, will see, see themselves, themselves yep. in her alopecia story. And husband. So. Husband. <laughs> That's why that's important. Husband. Oh, gosh. Uh, I was annoyed by it, too, but I tried <laughs> to say it really nice because no. she, I feel like she shared that with us in confidence, even though she was talking to, like, millions <laughs> of people. She, like, you know how some your friend tells you what their husband did, but you, like, can't treat him like garbage. You just know. I'm not treating him know. like garbage because uh-huh. he's already trash. <laughs> <laughs> but... <laughs> just saying yeah i get it he thought in his man way that he was being supportive supportive. and standing by his wife he doesn't understand our relationship with him blah 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 husbands (sighs) (laughs) he is black just for anybody who's wondering (laughs) it was a black man so that doesn't make it better no it doesn't make it better (laughs) i'm just saying it wasn't like a white person who has no understanding of hair Mm -hmm. you know a black people hair it was just a man who's just like a man you know so let's take a break yeah let's take a break all right money do you you know what this year is what every year is all about yeah but like giving black women your money yes give black women your money hashtag pay black women yo okay okay so So. how do they give black women their money well they can start by giving us their money oh yes yes we do this dope ass women is race nerd podcast every motherfucking every week sometimes twice um, a week yeah yo (laughs) and we could use your loving motherfucking donations Um, we definitely can absolutely so how can you do that you can go to our website tvthqueenandj.com hit that donate tab Mm -hmm. we have two options there two two you become a patron or you can just donate through PayPal. Yep. You choose. We mm-hmm. give you a choice That's right. on how you give us money. That's right. If you want to donate via Patreon, we're asking all of our listeners to break us off $2 a month. 
that's $24 a year and if everybody who listens does that shit we will have everything that we need to do everything we want to do for this podcast everything and if you love us so much that you want to break us off a one time donation a multiple time donation or if you don't like the the once a month kind of system you can go to our PayPal and give us any amount of money we will take that shit we will love that shit we will appreciate that we shit we will use that shit that's right so once again teawithqueenandj.com hit the donate tab and choose your donation method of choice oh my god we're gonna get money again <laughs> all the time yes and we're black all the time all right let's get into some news that's not news in a world where don lemon is considered a respectable news anchor in a world where people respect don lemon queen and jay bring you news that's not news News that should be news, but it ain't news. Because mainstream media wants to feed you the same three stories about transracialism in three different ways, with a special segment by Don Lemon. So here's news. That's not news. So news that's not news is a segment where we talk about news stories that are either not getting enough attention, news stories that are getting attention but aren't being covered in the way that we think is important or the shit that we think is important to talk about, or it's just shit that's been talked about, but we want to talk about it again because you need to hear more a fucking about it that's news it's not news <laughs> queen what do you have for news it's not news every time you do your spills i'll be wanting to go live man god <laughs> why? i don't know it just reminds me of that <laughs> on the radio i don't know why oh gosh okay no go on today's news that is not news story is about a community in west oakland so everyone knows that there is a high housing crisis. Well, everyone doesn't know. That's why this is news. Everybody knows. knows. <laughs> there is a housing crisis happening right now in the Bay Area mm. in particular. Um, but this story is talking about Oakland. Mm. So if Bay Area consists, I don't know what it consists of because Bay Area people will scream at me. But to my knowledge, it's like Berkeley, um, Oakland, San Francisco, and I'm sure other places <laughs> don't come Wait. for me. <laughs> I wish y'all could see her hand mo- mo- movement because I can't. I don't know how to translate that. <laughs> into audio no cause people are like I get it I'm from New York if you right. said Long Island was a part of this shit I'd right. be like slow your calm. roll everybody calm yeah, down yeah so I understand right. okay mm-hmm. I'm ignorant okay and I can stand by that Good. so those are the places that I know of Got and it. I know there may be other pl- places mm-hmm. okay I guess I just wanted to explain a little bit of the history of the gentrification problem in the Bay Area so we know that's that's tech place now a lot of the tech motherfuckers are in the bay, mm-hmm. fucking it up, chopping it up, taking all the places. Um, the amount of black folks that live in San Francisco has reduced dramatically because mm-hmm. of all of the techie people and kind of pushed out a lot of people of, I guess, working class economic stuff so because that has happened it's pushed everybody out now people are trying to go into other places in the bay, so that's Oakland and all these other places that weren't yet as affected or as touched as San Francisco has been. So now they're calling it a housing crisis. And the theory is that, not even a theory, to me it's actually true in fact, but do people don't believe things until a white man says it usually. Right. But um, Sam, do you have a white man in the house that we can uh, <laughs> have come on here and just and spew some of these facts? Unfortunately. Maybe we'll end up on a podcast or something. Uh, yeah. Maybe people will recognize our work. Well, yeah. You okay. know. So right now in Oakland, there are four times as many empty homes as there is people without a home. Mm. So if there's a housing crisis, but there's lots of houses, 
How is it a crisis? Because that's business. You can't have people <laughs> living in houses. That's not how business works. You can't just live in a house for shelter and you didn't pay for it. You have to think about business. Oh my God. That's the name of the episode. You got to think about business. business. That's just business. <laughs> oh god so yes that's just mm-hmm. business so the housing crisis is this thing created to make people feel like this frenzy basically of houses mm-hmm. and like so they can raise rents and raise mortgage values and all of this stuff so that people could snatch up a lot of the places that are there mm-hmm. but if you have enough it's like it's like you need a homeless surplus to to justify this housing mm-hmm. crisis so if you're saying lots of people are being pushed out that means that the market is like I guess buzzing or like changing or like is you know this is the new place to be mm-hmm. and these people are being pushed out because the property values raised and this and this and all this stuff but it's like you're creating that because there's right. actually enough housing for the amount of people in the space mm-hmm. you just don't want to give them the housing mm-hmm. so there's lots of um a lots of foreclosed houses all over Oakland that banks own that other um, companies and stuff own that they just just keeping empty so that they can perpetuate this housing crisis mm-hmm. idea and so that all of the tech bros and bros and gals mm-hmm. can um come in and <laughs> Bros and gals and, and pals now. Let's yeah, not... pals. Okay, pals in there. there um, can come in and um, benefit from mm-hmm. this supposed housing crisis right. thing. So there's all of that, mm-hmm. and then specifically in Oakland, Oakland, the homeless population has shot up by forty seven percent in the past two years. Wow, which is a fucking lot. Mm-hmm. So that's like the climate of Oakland and stuff like that, and currently or whatever. Like my my homegirl's been living was living there for like fifteen years, mm-hmm. and she moved because it's just like wow. it's just like outside of her apartment she couldn't afford anything else mm-hmm. because they're just like making shit so fucking hard mm-hmm. so there's that so in resistance to this there's an organization that's been created called moms for housing moms for housing.org specifically is their website and i'm gonna just read a little bird from their site and then get into a little bit about what they do so moms for housing is a collective of homeless and marginally housed mothers before before we found each other, we felt alone in a struggle, but there are thousands of others like us here in Oakland and all across the Bay Area. We are coming together with the ultimate goal of reclaiming housing for the community from speculators and profiteers. So what they do in protest is they go into these foreclosed homes and they squat them and they live in them. So that is what they do. It's a known kind of peaceful protest thing that's happening around it, happening right now in Oakland mm-hmm. in resistance to this suppose housing crisis and it's increased homeless issue which shouldn't really be an issue because there's actually enough housing Mm -hmm. for the people of Oakland. So last month there was a a block of vacant homes on Magnolia Street um, that has been occupied by black mothers and their children and stuff like that. And what makes this the huge news, that's not a new story, I just wanted to make sure I give you all the context before we got to that, Mm -hmm. was last Tuesday, January 14th, the Alameda County Sheriff's Office descended on a residential block in West Oakland with armed vehicles, guns drawn. The 30-something officers, including a contingent and military style fatigues, showed up not to respond to a riot or the apocalypse, mm-hmm. <laughs> but rather to enforce the eviction of a handful of mothers and their children. Back to property over people. Yeah, basically so capitalism, that. the way that we know it in the U.S., is property over people. Yeah. And that's why it's so dangerous. But it's dangerous. But then if you think about all of the layers in that, so like that's not how eviction happens. Generally, Mm -hmm. there's a court order and a court person sends a marshal out and they come and they say, if you're home, they say, get out. If you're not home, I think they put like a padlock or some shit on the door. Mm -hmm. They 
stick something on a door. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sure it's a little different for each state in a country, but it's all very similar. It's not something where a fucking SWAT team yeah. with guns and fucking armored trucks and shit come at five in the morning mm-hmm. to fucking get you out of a house. That's not what a, that, that's an occupation. That's what that's what people do for war. That's not what people do to say like, hey, excuse me, you're not supposed to be in this house. I wonder if what you're talking about is more for people who are being evicted from what what could be called legally having been their home. You know, I what know I'm people who've gotten evicted as squatters as well. It's, oh, it's generally okay. the same process. You still got to Well, in New York, mm-hmm. you still got to go to court. You, and then when a judge says, no, you can't be there. Then a, it's mm-hmm. a court martial for that. It's right. not a SWAT team operation right. Right. to cause someone's occupying a house. Mm-hmm. You know how much tax dollars it costs to fucking do a SWAT operation, and mm-hmm. you're like you're fucking wasting money. Right. Well, not if it's to protect property. There is no no amount too and high. And not if you're protecting tech pals' money. Right. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. But like, what is all of that for? Yeah. Um. So that's what happened last week. In Oakland, the mothers were arrested. Mm-hmm. I don't know what happened after. I don't think, I don't know if they're charged with anything because they were squatting or, to my understanding, the, in quotation, sentence for squatting is to be evicted from the place. So I don't get why they were arrested afterwards. Mm-hmm. Was it because they were still occupying a place after the court ordered them to leave? Mm-hmm. I'm not too clear on that. What I do know is that this was excessive force right. to get these women out of, these women and children out of the home when i saw like press conversations where it was like news reporters talking to him it literally was just like moms Mm -hmm. talking to the press saying like you know y'all are pushing us out of our fucking neighborhoods and we want them back Mm -hmm. and you are holding foreclosed houses banks are holding them so that they can sell it to a particular population of people and we know that's white people Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm Yeah. So that's what's going on in Oakland. I don't know what, like I said, I don't know what's happening to these women in particular, and I don't know what's going to happen to other possible houses that these um, moms for housing have occupied. Mm-hmm. But I just wanted to put the story out there so people kind of pay attention. If more people know about this, the, I feel like the more we can help support these people. Mm-hmm. And maybe, I don't know, they could be less violated in the process because more eyes are looking, right. hopefully, maybe. Right. You never know. I don't know. But mm-hmm. yeah, just something that I felt that people should know about. That's what's up. So that's momsforhousing.org. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's for housing is the number four. So yep. momsforhousing.org. If anybody wants to look further in that and find out if there are ways that they can be of assistance or support. Yes. And I got um, the information for this story from motherjones.com just mm-hmm. so you can have a reference. And the link for that is in the show notes if you want to read this full article. All right. Thank you for that, Queen. Yeah. It's business. That's business. <laughs> All right. Um, are you ready to pay black women? Yes. That's the business I like. Give me your fucking money. Okay. So our pay black women segment is a segment where we highlight the um, businesses and initiatives and needs of black women, financial needs of black women. In our segment, we also include indigenous women. So if you know an indigenous woman run business or initiative that could use our support, please send that our way. Let us know. Women, of course, means trans women, cis women. In our particular segment, we like to con- we 
like to include AFAB non-binary folks. So if any of these individuals um, could use our support, again, if this is a Black or Indigenous-owned business, somebody might need rent money or lunch money or a nonprofit, let us know. That is what our Pay Black Women segment is all about. Yes. So who are we getting money to? So I've been thinking about Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico. Oh. I thought she was going to keep it high. I did. I said, who? No, you went lower. Because I wanted us to be together. No. A black people. Oh. See, now you went high and now I, I went high also. This is why. It's supposed to be both high. Who be like Puerto Rico? Oh. Like, who does that? My natural octave is low. So oh. you're supposed to keep it at yours. You're right. <laughs> now that that's settled. I'm trying to sound like a crowd. <laughs> we are a crowd there's two of us here it's not a crowd oh my god I know we don't like people but two <sighs> people is not <laughs> none of us in this room like people but this okay. is not a crowd. anyway let's get to pay black women okay, okay. so I've been thinking about Puerto Rico Um, it recently came out that there was like a bunker of fucking supplies that never got to yeah, the people yeah I heard about it yeah so just a reminder that Puerto Rico is still dealing with a lot in the aftermath of Hurricane Maria it's still dealing with a lot just in general as a fucking colony of the united states is it deals with a lot of shit because the gov- our government does not like does not like to acknowledge our current administration especially does not like to acknowledge that puerto rico is a part of the united states, states even though we colonized the fuck out of that island after it was colonized after it was already colonized <laughs> I was like, ooh, ooh, more yeah so i was thinking about puerto rico and i was thinking about the lives of black women on the island mm-hmm. and um so i was looking for ways in which we could support puerto rico and like what the fuck is happening over there and i found an organization that centers women in loisa puerto rico loisa is a city on the northeast coast of puerto rico that's home to the largest population of black puerto ricans on the island um they were also hit hard by the hurricane since they are a coastal city Mm -hmm. so i found an organization that works directly with women in loisa it's called i'm pronouncing it tayer salud it's spelled t-l-l-e-r Salud, S-A-L-U-D, um, dot com is the website. I'm saying Tayer, I don't know if it's Tayer or Tajer, because the two, the double L. Names. It depends where, you, where you're from, how you pronounce okay. those. Okay, well, I'm from the Bronx, so I'm going to say Tayer. Um, <laughs> so Tayer Salud is a community-based feminist organization dedicated to improving women's access to health care, to reducing violence within the community, and to encourage economic growth through education and activism Founded in 1979. So they're independent, non-government based, non-profit, 501c3 organization. Um, their four main working areas are gender equality, women's health, violence prevention, community economic development. And they provide services through workshops and seminars, psychological services, individual case management, support groups, trainings for professionals. They also lead community awareness campaigns, conflict mediations with gangs, community outreach activities, youth leadership development, community organi- community organizing campaigns, and advocacy efforts. All these strategies are focused on human rights education, the reduction of community violence, the promotion of health, the, the defense of sexual and reproductive rights, and the prevention of domestic violence and sexual assault. Um, so I'm just going to look at uh, their impact page. So on the website, it says 40,000 women impa- have been impacted with peace, health and development initiatives since their 
establishment. They were able to assist 20,000 people in the emergency of Hurricane Katrina. And there's been a 90% reduction in murders of young people in Louisa. Tayer Salud is based in Louisa, Puerto Rico, a town of 28,000 inhabitants located 20 miles east of San Juan with 49% of its population living below the poverty level. Mm. They offer services in the metropolitan areas of San Juan and Carolina and in the cities of Canovanas, Rio Grande, Luquillo, Fajardo, and the island municipality of Vieques. All of these cities share low health indicators and a high incidence of violence, especially in poor communities. Okay, so they have a global um, giving site. And they have different tiers to which you can donate money. Um, so they have things like $10 will buy training materials for one woman. $25 will buy snacks for the train. I guess materials and snacks. Uh, printed education materials. You can pay for access for initial medical screenings, blood work, visit to a doctor. You can do a one-time donation or you can do monthly donations. So it just helps to support this community Mm -hmm. and so i will leave the link to the website and to their global giving page in the show notes when you go to the website i'm gonna leave the link to the english version of the site i think the initial site is in spanish if you end up on the spanish site and you do not read spanish you can there's a english tab in the upper right hand corner and you can just click on that and learn more about what Tayer Salud is doing and how you can be of some support. Um, If anybody has more information on how we can support uh, Puerto Rico, how we can support black women in Puerto Rico, let us know what's good. And um, if you know anything further about this organization that you want to share, let us know. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. So that website, once again, is TayerSalud.com. So that's T-A-L-L-E-R-S-A-L-U-D. That'll take you to the Spanish language website. And again, the top right, if you need to, you can click on there for the English version. I'll leave the link um, to both, I guess, in the show notes. Cool, cool. All right. Are you ready to throw somebody in the motherfucking pit? I'm so ready mm-hmm. to throw a motherfucker in the pit. All right, well, let's do that shit. The new triple X has got to be more dangerous, deadlier, more attitude. Who the fuck is this asshole? Say what again? Say what again? I dare you. I double dare you, motherfucker. Say what one more goddamn time. The pit. The pit. So the pit is the segment where we throw people, places, and things that are trying to shit on and steal our black ass black joy. Yes. So, Queen, what are you throwing in the pit this week? All the straights. Oh. All the straights, all, all the right. monogamous people, okay. monogamous. I said that right. I don't know. Mm-hmm. All of y'all going in the pit. Okay, so wait, are you so, throwing straights who are not monogamous in the pit? No, okay. only the monogamous straights. Straight. Okay, got throwing it. you in the pit. Okay, because I have beef with y'all. Hmm. So if you don't know, I'm a bisexual woman, and I also date. She's bisexual. <laughs> She's a bisexual girl. She's bisexual. <laughs> Living in a straight girl world. <laughs> I like that. That's a good remix. Um, and I also am not monogamous, polyamorous, mm-hmm. how, whatever. I don't okay. I'll be using the words interchangeably, whatever. Okay. I don't know. Right. I just don't be dating one motherfucker. Mm-hmm. I'm not a monogamous person. That's just not what I do. But I noticed that when I am Talking to straight monogs. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm gonna call y'all. Straight monogs. I'm not a straight monog. I know you're not. Oh, okay, you're not. Okay. I, I. I don't know, but you said y'all. You. But you were looking at me okay. because I'm doing right. a podcast oh, with oh, you. Oh, all right, right. Okay, I forgot. That's okay. also not gendered. Got okay, it. okay. So. Thank you. 
appreciate that. So when I'm like talking to straight monogs or like if they know that I am bisexual and they mm-hmm. know that I am not a monogamous person, that they think my life is like a big fucking party and I'm just throwing my vagina everywhere. Right. It's fucking annoying mm-hmm. so i've always dealt with that with people knowing that i was like bisexual what you know like not taking it seriously or just thinking that i'm just like a freak or i'm just like this promiscuous sexual person and i am but <laughs> <laughs> but also not as of late I haven't had sex in like six months but mm-hmm. yeah that's generally the consensus and i've noticed that that's generally the consensus when it comes to like um most people in the queer spectrum that people mm-hmm. just think that like we're just like having orgies everywhere we go Mm -hmm. and um i would like orgies lots of places but i'm not having them everywhere i go Mm -hmm. you know so i kind of want to have this conversation with people to like it just seems as though straight monogs don't understand that there's like spectrums that there are different degrees of how people do things that there are many different ways that people have relationships that people um experience their bisexuality or or wherever they are on a queer umbrella that Mm -hmm. there's many different ways to do that and it's almost as if straight monogs are like because to me there's limits Mm-hmm. and that kind of like life mm-hmm. that they think everyone is just like it's just this so yeah. like even with me being bisexual most of my romantic relationships are with men but sexually i'm attracted to all the genders mm-hmm. right all mm-hmm. gender is not like this thing for me right but romantically i'm attracted to men so like when i say i'm bisexual then they, they just assume that i date women i date men i do this i do that and it's like or if, if anytime i'm in a room it's like oh which one are you looking at and it's just mm-hmm. like <laughs> Ooh, like like oh which one i'm just this is my life okay um like oh oh or if i say a woman is cute mm, oh you better watch you know it's just like no mm-hmm. I, sometimes i'll just be saying a bitch is cute because she cute right like it doesn't mean i want to have sex with her it doesn't mm-hmm. mean i want to have a relationship with her so that's this that's always been like an issue for me for a really 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 long time or mm-hmm. like i think because a lot of how i have relationships isn't like in the monogamous way that people like generally but people use the word like man eater they think that i'm gonna be like that too with women so mm-hmm. i'm like oh she's cute what's our number uh-uh uh-uh i don't want you to and it's just right. like i'm not gonna fucking that's eat a good her. girl yeah I'm like, stay I'm gonna, away from her i'm gonna fucking eat her i know that girl <laughs> okay like, she's not gonna be gay with you <laughs> stop it that's what it is right so that has always been in the back of my mind like an annoyance mm. um to that so then i think i noticed that now that i'm more open about not being monogamous and not having relationships in those traditional sense that people think you're supposed to have that people think that like i'm like fucking every couple i see mm-hmm. or like i want to get with every couple i see and it's like no that's not what it is i've had non-monogamous relationships in many different ways mm-hmm. where like i've had like my primary partner and we both were open and saw other people and just was honest about that mm-hmm. i've had um relationships where i had one primary person and we just had like girls mm-hmm. within our situation i've dated couples so it's just like many different ways to do that mm-hmm. and i think that people get very limited in thinking that if you're not monogamous then that means it's like oh it's a free-for-all it's a party right. like mm-hmm. if i say this man is cute and he's attractive as if no i'm sorry i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> sorry they'd be ugly said, they do they'd be so <laughs> ugly so yeah. when i say a man is cute right it's like a rare thing for me right. to be like oh the hell he's, he's he's good i'm attracted to him mm-hmm. I don't care All if he had- showered and whatnot. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, I love me a, f- mm, I like smells. So I'm mm, like, love me a freshly clean mm, man. Got it. Okay. So PT dub for mm-hmm. any man that tries to talk to me out there, better wash your ass. And 
So if I say that, oh, this man is attractive, I don't care if his wife is attractive too, because mm-hmm. I'm talking about this man right here. Mm-hmm. But I feel like people like to in- insert that in conversations because they know that my relationship style uh, is not of a straight monog fucking right, person. Right. And it's like, no, I'm just talking about this motherfucker right here, and mm-hmm. I might possibly want to suck his dick. That don't mean I have to do anything with his wife. Mm-hmm. You know, stuff like that. Right. I just, I just hate it. And it's usually the straight monogs who just like don't get like spectrums mm-hmm. and don't understand and like nothing really fits in these boxes and shit like that. It 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 changes mm-hmm. all the time. Like stuff is fluid. Right. And I don't think straight monogs get that. Cause there's I don't think there's a lot of fluidity in being a straight monog. Mm. Um, or they don't explore fluid fluidity. Right, right. And being a straight monog. Yes. I've been thinking about that a lot lately too. I don't wanna I'll I'll put it on at the end, but go uh-huh, ahead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's just like frustrating. Stop doing that shit. Do your Googles or shut up or like just don't talk to me. Right. <laughs> like, don't talk to me. Just don't talk to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How about that? Let's start there. Just don't talk to me. Okay? Mm-hmm. If, if you're not a person who is like fucking knows my love life, my yeah. sex life, or in that way, then don't talk to me about that mm-hmm. shit. It's not your business. Mm-hmm. Duh. You know? Like, it's just like... <laughs> I just don't get it. I don't get it. I don't understand. It's 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 strange. And I remember um, I'm just thinking about young being younger and how I have like gay male friends. Mm-hmm. And you know how I always I remember like as soon as you knew a guy was a gay male, you just assume every guy in the room he wanted to fuck. Mm-hmm. This is like high school years, right. and that that was kind of like the. And it's like mm-hmm. no, I'm, I'm feeling like that's how people feel about me, mm-hmm. and that's how people feel about how I have relationships. That like I'm just in the just always cruising mm. for like a, a fucking couple to turn out like no now if there are any couples that oh, would be turned out <laughs> but you, you get what I'm saying yes, like I it's do. just like it's just really annoying or like the assumption that like sex just falls out the sky for us or that like mm-hmm. we're always being promiscuous I can't think of another word I don't really like that word but I can't think of another right. word right now but like no but you're always interested available ready yeah like my pussy's just always jumping mm-hmm. like it's not jumping jumping <laughs> <laughs> ladies leave your man at home <laughs> It's like the camera shaking in that video. <laughs> Your pussy just like <laughs> live from inside a queen's pussy. Jumping, jumping. Oh, you say you got a man? Yeah, it's true, you got a man. But the party stops. So let's make it. <laughs> yeah, but it's just, it's just like weird and strange. Mm-hmm. I'm grateful that none of my friends think this way or right. like this or anything like that. But like. Uh, y'all straight monogs I don't know I like this little phrase I made I like it too I'm enjoying it need to chill mm-hmm. the fuck out and cater to your partner and leave me the fuck alone <laughs> cater to your partner <laughs> mind your affairs <laughs> yeah go to your job leave everybody else Word. alone drink your juice drink your juice eat your rice and leave us leave yeah. leave me alone mm-hmm. leave me alone I support that it's annoying I support that I'm sorry that's happening to you yeah. Sounds whack. It's mad whack. I would also like people to stop talking to me. <laughs> okay. I don't care who you are. <laughs> Everybody stop fucking talking to me. Because I've been outside. I was outside all weekend and y'all don't know how to fucking act. So Ooh, do not child. talk to me. See, this is why I don't go outside. Do not fucking. Because people out there. Don't talk to me. 
Like I know I, I seem really nice and I always say hi and give a greeting. I like greetings. I don't don't talk to me. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Okay. Don't fucking talk to me. Oh god. But anyway, what I was thinking about lately, uh-huh. um, when you talked about people, this is lazy language. You didn't say this, but I'm paraphrasing. Mm-hmm. Like not thinking out the spot the, the box, like straight monogs, not thinking outside of the box, or just thinking that everything has to be a certain way. Yeah. I was thinking I'm a straight non-monog. So I was thinking about monogamous relationships and like how people think that that's just how they're supposed to be. But I also think that like we talk about men being trash on this podcast a lot and like we use that as a metaphor for the patriarchy, right? Yeah. Because the patriarchy says that men basically, they, they dictate relationships. They dictate yep. the pacing of things. They dictate the, how things go and Every, everything. communication and a lot of shit, right? When when, we, when it comes to um, hetero relationships. Yeah. And it, it, it jumps in the queer it does. ones too. It does. I was like, I thought I was going to be free from this shit. Yeah. You still doing that here? Okay. Yeah, it does. Okay. Uh, since I'm a straight non-monog, I'm going to keep it to talking about the straights. Yeah. yeah so I feel like the trade-off in monogamous uh straight relationships i feel like some of like what people feel like the benefit of that is is like the exclusivity of it like being in a monogamous relationship is supposed to be enough right like you're supposed to be satisfied that your male partner has chosen you and is not talking to or looking at other people sounds so gross right and that that is supposed to be enough that's supposed to make it okay the fact that he comes home to you he comes home to you outside you know and has chosen you above all else that right the fact that shantae's got a man at home (laughs) is supposed to make the fact that he don't fully really listen to you Mm -hmm. he don't he listens to you in his way and responds to your needs in a way that is most comfortable for him and is not really um in tune with you it just to me it's just like monogamy is an excuse for mediocrity is what it sounds like Mm -hmm. in a in a lot of relationships it seems it's like you're supposed it's supposed to be such a grand prize that someone has decided to be with you exclusively and dedicate themselves to you exclusively because you can still i feel like me and my partner are pretty dedicated to one another but also when i would like to go on a date i would like to go on a date and that, and can, that has nothing to do with and that can exist right and one thing right but i feel like the way that people interpret monogamy it's possession yeah and that's that's the part for me that's why i'm not monogamous right. i don't think i possess a person a person will never possess me we don't own each other you're not mine mm-hmm. you can get up and leave at any second i could yeah. get up and leave at any second i could get up and leave just for a little bit because i'm going on a date or you know mm-hmm. like it doesn't have yeah. to be like this thing where we're like chained to each other forever right. like now nah, let's just share this space and time mm-hmm. and then like that's how i see relationships right. sharing space and time right it feels like the ownership is supposed to have like like the ownership in monogamous relationships carries more currency than the actual relationship yeah mm-hmm. that has been i've been thinking about that lately and and i'm not i'm not not saying this to say that like being non-monogamous is better but like as we dismantle white supremacist patriarchal capitalism i just think it's important that we think about the ways in which our romantic relationships um can be oppressive yeah and i feel like somebody who is expecting you to settle for ownership of them is asking you to just sacrifice a lot yeah because i know? think monogamy can exist without that ownership right piece but I, it doesn't exist like that a lot so right. that's what like turns my stomach usually mm-hmm. but like 
there are times even with um, my relationship where it may present as monogamous Same. because I'm not going I'm right now I'm not interested in dating anyone and but mm-hmm. you know like or having sex with anyone else and stuff like that and they right. may happen for a while so it would present in that way but there's still the idea of that we don't own each other mm-hmm. and that can happen in a monogamous relationship y'all mm-hmm. can be years together but if you understand that like I don't own this motherfucker and this motherfucker don't own me I mm-hmm. think that there's a specialness in that I think that's right. even more special because it shows that there's agency and choice and that we have just made this decision to be together mm-hmm. more so than like you are mine you ain't going no you know it's right. just i don't like it yeah hmm. so straight monogs try to open your mind drink your water and um you know free your mind don't be so shallow <laughs> like, right. for real mm-hmm. and we're not like no i'm judging <laughs> <laughs> I'm not judging. <laughs> I'm judging the ones who think that I'm just running around putting my vagina on anyone's right, face. Right, yeah. Those are the ones I'm judging. Like, relax. And then it's almost as if they're trying to live vicariously through me and keep mm-hmm. me out your shit. Don't, don't, like, this book, like, you make these decisions for yourself and don't try to make these decisions through me. Don't do that. You're right. Sorry, <laughs> making that noise because you're right. I didn't think about it. Yeah, don't do that. You're right. I was thinking about like how you talk about people living vicariously through you. Yeah. Like the added thing, and I'm not I'm not bisexual or queer, so I can't I can't say, but it looks like mm-hmm. what's because I, me as a single appearing person with no children, right? I feel like people assume and you say single appearing because you're not married, right? Okay. I'm not married for all intents and purposes. I is that what that phrase? According to the IRS, I'm single. According to documentation, I'm single. According to like what to do with the body, call my mother. Yeah, exactly. you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I feel like people assume you don't have a care in the world. You don't oh have responsibilities. Gosh. You could do whatever Everyone. you want. You're untied to anything. You're loose or whatever. I was at work talking about someday I wasn't coming, gonna come in or whatever because I don't know my boss be wilding. Uh-huh. So I was like, oh yeah, I'm not going on stage. She's like, yeah, well I have responsibilities. I have a child. I can't. I was like, bitch, I didn't ask you to take off with me. I don't want to play hooky. <laughs> I will not be here that day because I set up my life in a way in which I cannot. I cannot be at work on this day because I have other shit to do. Mm-hmm. I didn't ask you to play hooky with me because <laughs> I'm not number one I'm not playing hooky I have shit to do and I will not be here on, on this, this day. day also congratulations you have a son I don't care I think people just like to announce they have kids they really <laughs> like, do they really do understand. and it's a point of conversation the first day I was there they asked me if uh, if I had kids and I was like oh no 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 thank god for me because I don't need to do that yeah I I, uh, I think what I was saying why I say what I'm saying about you is I feel like not only are you a bisexual, non-monogamous person, but you are That's also so single, single appearing with no, no children. I'm actually single. Right. <laughs> no. Single ass bitch. put that out there. Single ass bitch. I'm single. Single and available. <laughs> She's yeah, available. Okay. <laughs> Likes long walks Ow. with no children. And yeah. I think that people add this, yeah. this feeling. If you're a certain age and are single with no kids, it's like you don't have a care in the world. You're out here like, like, playing games if you're in your 20s people accept like you're in your 20s and you're just in your 20s when you're in your 30s 30s, people are like oh you just out here no responsibility no I have shit to do I have there people who rely on me like things matter still comes every month yeah it's very I still need to eat exactly at least three times a day according to the white man's Mm -hmm. um, thing yeah I think people are very whack to single people Um, like 
and they don't realize it because they wish they had what we had sometimes you they know what i'm t- saying sometimes and, well yeah <laughs> i'm trying to be kind but that hateration turns into like abuse of how we treat like mm-hmm. our single friend like when i think about like my friends with kids and like the way that some of them interact yeah. with me or treat my time versus the way they treat the time of other people with kids or the way that they like if i don't make it clear to them that i think their life is more important than mine then i feel like i'm not they think i'm not being a good friend because people prioritize people with kids and their lives and people with with who are tied to husbands or whatever Mm -hmm. and their lives over the lives of single women with no children yeah you know what i'm saying and i think that it it's added it sounds like it's added to you because you are also bisexual um, non-monogamous and just living life and snorting drugs wow yeah but that's your priority (laughs) (laughs) that's that's your prerogative excuse me that's your prerogative yeah i don't know like even my mom says to me i don't just my mom has said to me oh you're spoiled i'm spoiled because i set my life up to where i could spoil myself which really just means paying my rent and eating food and not having to share it because I'm not wealthy. Like, yeah, it's just weird. It is weird. It's just weird. Like, this... all this is intentional. I don't like not have kids by accident. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. This is very. I'm grown. I've had a lot of like baby making practice. Yeah, this is not an accident. Yeah, this well, is the life I chose. It's annoying. Leave me alone. Yeah, don't talk to me. Stop trying to live through me. Just don't talk to me. Like the fuck. Go on Tinder and be like those other creepy couples. Leave me out of it. Okay? <laughs> I just don't want to be spoken to. I like a greeting. I like pleasantries. That's it. You don't need to do any more. Nothing more. Nothing more. Oh, gosh. Okay. Thank think we, we did the show. We did. We did. We did. Be sure to follow us on all the show's means. We are on Instagram and Twitter. Um, just search for at Tea with QJ. We are also on Facebook and Tumblr. Just search for Tea with Queen and J. Tumblr. <laughs> um... Send us email at teawithqueenandj at gmail.com. Um, send us a donation. You can go to our website, teawithqueenandj.com, to do that as well. That's right. Wherever you're listening to this podcast, please be sure to follow, subscribe, like, rate, all that good stuff. It really helps the algorithm. It helps people, other people find our podcast, and it helps um, the, the man or whoever matters or whatever um, find us to, like, you know, Make us valid or whatever. Y'all, I don't know. Y'all Give be, us money. I'll be thinking. Put sponsors on here. Invite us places and shit like that. I don't know. Professional just... podcasters only. <laughs> Someone said that once and it what's, drove me what's crazy. What's funnier is that it was a tweet and you've decided that that's how it sounded. I feel like that's how it sounded. Oh I believe you. I think you're <laughs> right. Yeah. I think you're right. <laughs> At the end of every podcast, we say hashtags that matter to us and that's how we close out the show. So, Black Lives Matter. Stop killing trans women. Say her name. You okay, sis? Disability too white. Maybe he doesn't hit you. Why I stayed. Tea with QJ. That's right. Inner Hole Uprising. Unpack PG. Bag Ladies. Queer Walk. Queer Walk Pod. Marsha's Plate. Mm -hmm. Sexually Liberated Woman. A Little Juju Podcast. Her hashtag is something. I can't remember it. I'm going to remember it one day, Juju. I got you. That's cool. Black Panther so lit. For C forever. No more. No, I'm not going to say that. This podcast (laughs) was created, hosted, and produced by a black girl named Janicia and a black girl named Naima. Are you okay? (laughs) (laughs) I hit my two for the mic. This is context. It's time to go. With editorial support from a black girl named Sam.
Tea with Queen and Jay. We turn on responsibly. Ow. You know, I'm, I'm Joe Billionaire. I made widgets. I sold those widgets. I made mm-hmm. billions of dollars, you know, yeah. selling those widgets, making those widgets. Therefore, those billions of dollars are right. mine. Why am I the enemy of healthcare? Well, you didn't make those widgets, did you? Mm. Because you employed mm. thousands of people and paid mm. them less than a living wage mm. to make those widgets for mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. You didn't make those widgets. Mm. You sat on a couch mm. while thousands of people were paid modern day slave wages, mm. and in some cases, real slave real modern-day slavery, mm. uh, depending on where you are in, our, in, in terms of food production. Mm-hmm. Um, you made that money off, off the backs of undocumented people. Mm-hmm. You made that money off of the backs of um, black and brown people being paid off a living wage, uh, under a living wage. You, mm-hmm. you made that money off of the backs of single mothers. And who, all of these people who are literally dying mm-hmm. because they can't afford to live. Mm-hmm. And so no one ever makes a billion dollars. Mm-hmm. Hmm. You take a billion dollars. Mm-hmm. 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 Mm-hmm.